Malachi chapter 4. I am so glad that they could not keep him in the grave. I'm glad he arose because he lives, we can live also. Our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in the, his resurrection. Paul told the church at Corinth, And if Christ not be risen, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is in vain. We are still dead in our trespasses and sin. He makes this statement. If in all life we have hope in Christ, we're all men of most miserable. But our preaching is not in vain. Our hope is not in vain. Our faith is not in vain. We are not most men almost miserable. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The Lord is our refuge and strength in a very present and troubled time. I'm glad he arose on that day. Malachi's last book the, of the Old Testament, between the Old Testament and New Testament, uh, which is the First Testament, New Testament is Matthew. And there's 400 years of silence of God. And he closed out the Old Testament with the anticipation of someone is coming. And I'm glad the angels over 400 years later announced the arrival of the babe of Bethlehem, I am glad the promise was fulfilled. How Christ lived among men, died at Calvary, rose again on the third day, and later ascended back to heaven. And he was given us a promise that he's coming back. The first promise was fulfilled, and the second promise was fulfilled. And I'm glad the Old Testament ends with somebody's coming. Matthew, uh, Malachi chapter 4, verse number 2. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness rise. Shall the Son of Righteousness shall rise. Malachi was a prophet of God. He was the messenger of God. He was a, he was a man of God. He, he was the mouthpiece of God. And in the midst of this spiritual, moral, and religious darkness, the people of God have forgotten God. They have questioned God. They have forsaken God for over 400 years of spiritual darkness reigned. And it engulfed them. Right before the light goes out, God raises up a man. And his name means my messenger. And his name is Malachi. That even in the midst of a dark day, to give them a message of hope that God has not forgotten His own, God has not forsaken His own, God will not fail His own. Because even in the midst of the dark day, there, there was a remnant that spake one to another. They feared the Lord. They were still walking in the ways of God. And right before the light goes out, God raises a man to give them a message to keep on going keep on trusting because somebody is coming in these four chapters of Malachi you get a wonderful vivid picture of that person that's coming and of course we know who that is the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior the Son of the living God in chapter 1 
that one is coming is introduced as the compassionate one. God re reminds them, even in the midst of their disobedience and through their question, they had, that he had loved them. He had loved them with an everlasting love. And I'm glad to remind you that people of God's day, in this confusing world that's going on that we live in, this mixed up world we live in, our Lord, our Savior, is still the compassionate one. The song says, living he loved me. Everything about the Lord Jesus Christ speaks of love, mercy, and grace. Help for the helpless, bread for the hunger, water for the thirsty, sight for the blind, and life for the dead. He is presented as a compassionate one. Chapter 3, this one that's coming is presented as the, as the changeless one. He said, I am the Lord God, I change not. I'm glad he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will not change like the weather. He will not change like the principalities of power. He will not change like the politicians. He will not change like fair weather friends. He is the same. He is the changeless one. I, I was told of a man, if a man believes something all his life, and then change, he must have always been wrong. If a man believes something, didn't believe something all his life, and then change, he must have always been right. He's always right yesterday, today, and forever. He is presented as the changeless one. In chapter 3, it goes on to say that he's the cleansing one. Uh, the one that's coming, he's likening to the refiner uh, fire and the uh, fuller soap. The refiner's fire, you know, you put the gold and silver in and you bring it to uh, the temperatures and the draft comes to the top and you skim it off. And that's what he said. He said, uh, I'm so glad that he has come and he's refined us and he's got all the filth out of our lives. He said, I I'm he's like the refiner fire. When you meet the Lord Jesus, the dirty heart that we had, he makes it clean. He cleanses the mind. He cleanses the soul. Like the fuller soap used by the launderers. And he said it whitens the clothes of the stains. He takes the stains out of it. Jesus was coming to purify his people, to cleanse them of their sin. And at the Mount of Transfiguration, one of the writers said, described the raiments as, as white and glistering, uh, whiter than any full of soap can make them. I'm glad uh, that uh, the one that's coming is one that not, uh, uh, made us, can make us white again, take and remove all the stains of sin out of life. He is the compassionate one. He is the changeless one. He's the uh, cleansing one. And at the end of chapter 3, he is the claiming one. He said, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In a day when I make up my jewels, he calls him. He is the heavenly jeweler. 
this morning. He said, "I will shall they shall be mine in that day when I when I make up my jewels. I'll, I'll think about how the jewels are discovered. Uh, they're dug out of the earth and uh, they're cleansed off and and they're cleaned up and they're put on display. And that's what God says. Uh, you're mine. I, I mind you out of this earth. Your your filthiness and I I've got you clean. Uh, I, I cleaned you up and I I got all the impurities out of you. And now I'm going to put you on display that the world may see." what I can do with you. He's a claiming one. And I'm glad he is the claiming one. But when we come to the text, but unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. I thought about how he was presented as a changeless one, changeless Christ. He's presented as a Savior, a loving Savior. He's presented as a refiner's fire, a fuller soap, and the heavenly jeweler. But now he's the son of righteousness that's going to rise with healing in his wings. Not only is the compassionate Christ, the cleansing Christ, the cleaning Christ, but he is, he's two things in this chapter. He's coming at Christ. He is a curing Christ. But unto them, you that fear my name, shall the Son of Righteousness arise. He is coming. He will have all the healing in his wings right before the light goes out, right before the 400 years of spiritual darkness engulf mankind. We have this promise that not only is it going to be dark, not going to be dark forever, but it's going to be uh, politically, morally, and religious darkness forever because the Son of Righteousness is coming in the morning. He's going to rise with healing in his wings. Malachi lays down his pen and for 400 years, spiritual silence, spiritual darkness. But at the end of 400 years of spiritual darkness, God is anxious to say something to the first thing God says over 400 years of silence. He doesn't say it to a king. He doesn't even say it to a preacher. He doesn't say it to a politician. He said it to a band of little shepherds. He introduced with a shout of angelic host. The angel stepped over the heaven's balcony and said, For once, for unto you as a child is born, unto you a son is giving. I'm glad for over 400 years of spiritual darkness, that Christmas song we sang, Long lay the world in sin and air and power until the appearing of the soul left its worth. I'm glad, I'm glad there's healing of sin. He arose out of that manger with healing in his wings. He's more than a baby in a manger. He is the cleansing, conquering Savior this morning. King of kings, Lord of lords, Christ came into the world to save sinners. I'm glad for over, Jesus for over 30 years he began his public ministry. He goes up to this wild-eyed, bully-bully preacher. And John recognized who he is and says, I'm not even worthy to lash in your shoes. I'm not even worried to who you are. Jesus answered him, said unto him, Suffer it not be now, for thus becometh to us the full all righteousness. 
He said, and everything I'm doing, I have to display it. I have to show it who I am. And everything we do now displays and shows what I can do. So he said, John baptized me. And John put him in that type of death, that liquid grave, and brought him out of that liquid grave in a type of resurrection. It, it didn't mean much to them that day at that time, but it shook heaven. And God leaned over the back of heaven and spake with a voice that shook the foundation of the earth. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And he rose out of that river. I'm glad he's taken a healing in his wings. For three years he evangelized. He went around doing the world and never seen the things that he had done before. They've never seen so much power, so much virtue and authority. He could touch a leopard and be clean. He could touch a blind man and his sight would come back. He could touch a deaf man and, and he could hear. He could even touch the casket of a young man and give him life. With the word of his power. He could raise Lazarus from the dead with the word of his authority. For he could speak healing in one place and it take place in another place. I want to tell you there is healing in his wings this morning. And I'm still, I'm glad he's still the great physician. For those that have hurt him, those that have gone through pains and suffering, and all of a sudden it's gone, you only wonder why. Because God touched you. And by the way, the one that cleans the leopard spoke the word for Lazarus to come forth. If, in, if God's people would get a hold of that today and speak to his virtue and everything that plagues this world and the things that's going on in this world. God's people will get together and speak his name. We could have healing. We could have the peace. Christ arose with healing in his wings. Three and a half years later, they found him guilty in love of first degree. They take him to Pilate's hall and beaten beyond recognition. They, they put him on a cross on his back and he carries him to a place called Calvary. There they, they impaled his beaten body on an old rugged cross. And he cried out with suffering, It is finished! Father, into my, thy hands I commend thy spirit. And the darkness began again on earth that day. It shook again. And the Bible says they, they begged the body of Jesus and they wrapped him in the grave clothes and they put him in a borrowed manger uh, tomb. And they rolled a stone over. They sealed him in. They wanted to keep people from stealing the body. They knew what the disciples were. They're going to come and steal his body and, and they want to keep people from getting in. But praise God, they couldn't keep him from getting out. Jesus came out of that tomb on the third day, he arose. On that early Sunday morning, we celebrate right now the Son of Righteousness. He arose out of that grave. You may ask, why is there healing? By yes, there is still healing, divine healing. He arose out of the grave with such healing in his wings. For over the last 2,000 years, old, sick, dirty sinners are getting saved. 
When you come to the foot of the cross of Calvary, from that bloody Calvary, and be cleansed, and be redeemed, and be justified, washed and forgiven of sins, I am glad Christ is still good for what is wrong with the people today. And then he ascended back to heaven. He's sitting on the right, home, right hand of the throne of God. And on the day of Pentecost, he sent the Holy Spirit. Now for all those years now, he's been empowering preachers to preach the gospel, to preach the message of the cross. And I'm glad that we need to make the message clear and plain. Christ still receives sinful men. There's never, there, there has never been a dark day in history of mankind. Wars, conflicts that we've had. It's been a long time since we've seen darkness. It's been a long time since we've seen parking lots and churches empty. It's been a long time uh, uh, doors of churches being closed. Uh, we've never seen that before here in America. But all of a sudden with this pandemic going on, we see these darkness that's falling over the American people and the Christian people today. And can I say nothing of this, none of this caught God off guard. He's still God. He's still on the throne. Everything that happens in this world has to go through Him first. But just like it got dark, dark in Malachi's day, the sun is coming up in the morning. Just like it got dark at the Calvary's hill, the sun is coming up in the morning. Just like it got dark when Jesus died for three days and the sun is coming up in the morning. And I want to tell you that same Jesus arise with healing in his power and in his wings is the same one that's coming to get you and I. And we're going to that new city. So he says, be not, be not fearful, be not discouraged. The sun is coming up in the morning. There will be peace in the valley for me and you. No more sorrow, no more sickness, no more darkness, no more death, no more pain. There is healing coming our way today. He said, because I live, ye also shall live. I'm glad that he arose. I'm glad Malachi tells us there's one coming that we should look for. I'm glad that the angels announced the one that we should have been looking for. But there's going to be a sound that tells us the one that we're looking for is back, is coming. The promises were fulfilled. There's one coming. It was fulfilled. He arose. He arrived. Then we watched him go through three and a half years. Then he died. Then he arose. The promise of resurrection. And he ascended back to heaven. The promise is he's coming back. He's coming back. The sun is coming up in the morning. I am glad for the Word of God because that gives me hope in this world that we live in today. The sickness, the sorrow that we see, 
The Word of God gives us the peace that we need to have in our lives. Malachi laid his pen down. I would hate to think that we would lay our Bibles down, our pen, the Word of God, a sword, and let silence reign in our lives. Let silence come over our country. And I see it. People are starting to lay the Word of God down. They're starting to just give up. They're starting to turn away from God. And there's darkness coming in our lives. But let me remind you, the sun is coming up in the morning. It's coming up in the morning. Let us.